0: About 15 people gathered on the steps of the uh, Japanese embassy in Bourke Street, Melbourne to protest that country's involvement in financing fossil fuel projects. And so, was the protest successful? Well, it can be difficult to know. We do know that the Japanese embassy in Melbourne was closed for the day, so it had at least that immediate impact. And that closure would be fed back to the uh, Japanese embassy in Canberra and subsequently to the government in Tokyo. And so the Japanese government would at least know that the Friends of the Earth office in Melbourne were concerned about its continuing financing of fossil fuel projects. Yes, welcome to this latest episode of Climate Conversations. I am your host, Robert McLean. This podcast is assembled here in Shepparton, in Northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the auto Yordi people, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Before I go any further, I'd urge you to follow this podcast, so if you do that, you'll be automatically alerted every time I publish a new episode. For the moment though, please enjoy. A protest on May 17 on the steps of Melbourne's Japanese embassy in Bourke Street was one of 22 such events from around the world. They'd been coordinated by Friends of the Earth in Japan, and this one, in Melbourne, was organised by Friends of the Earth Melbourne. A letter from the Deputy Executive Director of Friends of the Earth in Japan, a Yumi Fakusa, was read out at the action. I will give you the beginning of the letter, and the whole letter will be published in the show notes. The letter begins. Japan is one of the top financiers of fossil fuel projects. Japan uses public money to support destructive projects. Back in April, the G7 Ministers meeting on climate energy environment was held in support. A joint communique included a commitment to achieving decarbonized power sector by 2035, as in the previous year. It also noted that accelerating the transition to clean energy is the key to energy security and the phase-out of unabated fossil fuels must be accelerated. The statement is an indication of the international community's strong sense of urgency regarding the need to strengthen measures in the face of the accelerating climate crisis. On the other hand, Japan's backward-looking stance was conspicuous among the G7 members as it opposed the inclusion of a deadline for the phase-out of coal-fired power generation and insisted that gas be maintained as a bridge fuel in the shift to clean energy. You'll find that letter in its entirety in the show notes. Well, we're here again, we've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. It's been great to have you on board. Now, I intend to publish the entirety of Ayumi's letter in the show notes, and so while that will take up most of the space, if there's any left, I'll put links to a couple of other climate stories in there as well. So until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. Everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share with your friends. In fact, I'd love you to share it with your friends, because we all need to know all we possibly can about the climate crisis Also, I'd love to hear from you and you can do that by contacting me via email at number 7 at iCLAD.com. Also, please follow this podcast because if you do that you'll be automatically alerted every time I publish a new episode Now please take care and stay safe